0: Now, I think we spent uh, the whole month of January just trying to get the lay of the land with regards to the year ahead. And something that you may have heard me say over and over again is the risk profile of the world has changed quite a bit. And especially this year, right, where globally uh, there'll be more voters ever uh, than in any year in history, with at least 64 countries, uh, you know, heading into some form of election. And one of those countries happens to be us here in South Africa. Now, we all remember that July 2021, one, Andre. So I don't think any of us uh, can forget it. And often we wonder just how close we are uh, to an incident of uh, that nature, specifically now in a year that's going to be politically charged. Um, and also in a year where inflation is high, the cost of living crisis is really, I think, already at crisis mode, even though maybe other people may say there's still room uh, for us uh, to take a little bit more on. And so we asked Sasria, because they're an important part, right, of how we think of risk in South Africa, the South African Special Risk Insurance Association, to speak to us about how they're fearing, but also how they're scanning uh, this environment. And so uh, the CEO at Sasria, Bumi Chikwet, joins us on the line. Now, Bumi, thank you for your time and good evening.
1: Good evening, Sysna Lutana, and good evening to your listeners as well. Thanks for the invite.
0: Thank you so much for coming to chat to us, and Bumi. Let's talk about uh, 2024 as a Sassria. Do you consider this one to be a one of increased risk for South Africa?
1: Yes, it's going to be a challenging and an intriguing year in, in many aspects. One, we've already touched on the forthcoming elections that we're going to be having sometime this year. And also you've spoken about the way the world is changing from a geopolitical uh, point of view. I mean, uh, right now we are focusing on the war in Israel and, uh, and, and, and Palestine. Uh, some a year ago, we we're looking at the Ukraine and Russian war. And then looking ahead, for instance, as well, there are some dynamics happening between China uh, and Taiwan and, uh, and the U.S., so there's quite a lot to be concerned about but i guess uh, that's why we are in these jobs to see how we can manage this risk
0: i imagine Mbomi, that before uh, you know july of 2021 we uh, we didn't think that uh, the riots that took place then could happen in south africa maybe not in democratic south africa but now we know that uh, you know that is possible when you look at your models you know is there a number we can put to the probability of something like that happening
1: look there isn't uh, we don't speak of numbers because mm. the nature of the risks that Fazria ensures they're very difficult to predict mm. I mean yesterday as you know the, the Human rights commission published mm. their report as to what happened in July 2021 and one of the things that they point out is how fragile the South African democracy is and it's fragile for quite a number of years due to some of the social, economic challenges that we face as a country, these things have existed in the last 20 years, and they are more likely going to exist for us uh, uh, sort of uh, going forward. So what we look at is various scenarios mm-hmm. of certain things happening. And if those things happen, what would be our appropriate response? Uh, it would, will be. So we, we, we put various mechanisms for us to protect ourselves, the first one is making sure that SASREA has got certain levels of reserves. Post-July uh, 2021, we are currently sitting with about 12 billion of reserves, and we've got reinsurance lines up to an additional 5.5 billion. So that means, should an event of a magnitude of about 17.17 billion were to happen, SASREA will be able to manage that, without having to ask for any assistance from the state. Anything above that, we will have again have to have uh, discussions with the taxpayer, uh, with the South African government to see how they can support us. But that's not the only thing that we are looking at. We are also, uh, our clients are paying higher premiums than they, they did before July 2021. So that we are in a position to be able to deal with whatever scenario that could happen in South Africa. Yeah. But generally, in our view, you know, uh, the elections should be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look in the past and what has transpired in South Africa during the, during the elections, Sazria has had a good year. However, there are many things in the current climate that do concern us about the elections. Mm. And one of those things is the rhetoric that uh, South Africa might not run clean elections. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the IEC globally has demonstrated that it's beyond reproach in running a clean, fair, just elections. So this talk that our election results could be rigged, it's very, very far from the truth. So I think that's what worries us as Sazria, and this is the, the thing that we would like to manage with various stakeholders to say that the, sub, the outcome of the Sazria elections should not be doubted whenever the IAC were to announce the results.
0: I mean, that's exactly also, I guess, a risk that we're seeing here, Bumi, isn't it? Also, uh, populist narratives that may make their way uh, into the main as people are, uh, you know, battling with unemployment and so on. Like uh, the Human Rights Commission has said that, you know, our democracy is fragile, but also the lack of social cohesion uh, within our um, our, our society. Very hard to, you say, quantify, as you've said, uh, but very much
1: there. Yes. You know, this issue of, of social cohesion is, is, is something I'm battling with. Mm. And it's something, I mean, uh, the uh, the Human Rights Commission pointed it out. Uh, you know, the, uh, the RSC Commission also pointed it out. We, as South Africans, when we have, uh, when the Springboks win, we seem like we are together. Mm. But once that, uh, once we forget about it, we go back to our old ways and so on. So it's something that I think as South Africans, we have to work on and say, how do we treat each other as equals? How do we build this inclusive economy and be pragmatic and deliberate and intentional about building an inclusive uh, economy? Because if we continue to leave fellow South Africans behind, and especially the young people, then yes, at some stage, you know, this is going to blow up on
0: our faces. There's also the issue of our uh, electricity infrastructure, which I'm keen on hearing about. At some point, you know, there were conversations about a total blackout. I think we've passed that, Ambui. Uh, but how are we thinking about that issue? And is that within your scope, um, as a Sasha if there was ever anything of that magnitude?
1: Yes, uh, it's within our scope. In the context, should there be widespread protests due? To the fact that there is a complete collapse of the grid. But I must say, you know, ESCOM and, and the various stakeholders are doing a good job in managing the grid such that we do not have a complete grid failure. I mean, the initiatives, I mean, I think we're one of the best countries when it comes to managing load shedding, which by its design, it's meant to prevent the grid totally collapsing but also the private sector is chipping in. I mean if you look at uh, you know the installation of solar panels, they've doubled uh, you know over over the last uh, 12 12 months, which means that South Africans are also contributing and finding a solution. So I see a complete grid failure it's very very unlikely. That's the first part. The second part I do not think there is a foregone conclusion that should it happen, South Africans uh, will protest. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you and, uh, and our listeners, uh, uh, so not know that uh, if you recall July 2021, mm-hmm. the reason that the claims were not bigger than what we eventually settled in, it was because South Africans took matters into their hands when they mm-hmm. saw that the police are not responding as fast as they should have, and they protected their buildings. So I think South Africans, and we should be grateful for that, they see now the consequences of destroying their own infrastructure during protests. So we're making some headway there. And I do not think South Africans, should there be a great fella, they will automatically go and destroy it. Because we're going to need exactly that infrastructure to build our economy and create job opportunities.
0: Mbumi, it's all we have time for this evening. I'd like to thank you for this chat. I think uh, very beneficial and also just helping us contextualize it, you know, because like I said, in this time, uh, you know, big populist views about how uh, bad things are can easily catch on. I think it's important for us just to have uh, sober conversations. Thank you so much uh, for chatting to us this evening.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Have a great evening.
0: You too. That was Mbumi where He's a CEO at Asasria. They're really helping us, uh, you know, understand the risk profile of the country right now.